Hello, and welcome to Quest, a vineyard church where we experience life as friends with faith through encountering God, loving others, and making a difference in our community. If you're new, there will be information at the end of this podcast where you can plug into Quest in person or online. Now let's dive into this week's teaching. Happy Easter. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Hope you enjoy the pre-service video roll of pictures of ministry going on at Quest and the fun of the memes. I thought on a Sunday celebrating life over death that we should laugh a bit in the face of the threat facing us now. So I asked staff, board, and a number of friends to send me their favorite COVID-19 memes. Now, just a quick reminder, we're continuing online-only services through the entire month of April. The building is closed and no in-person group meetings are occurring. So if you're joining us online today for the first time or you're newer to Quest and not yet connected, thank you for joining us. We'd love to get you connected even now as we have a number of groups meeting online. You can see the, the types of groups and times on the screen right now. We have adult groups. We also have middle school and high school groups. If you'd like to get online and connected to a group, fill out a connect card and let us know your interest by going to questvineyard.org slash connect. We want you to have a genuine relationship with God and we want you to enjoy this journey of faith and life with great friends supporting you on it. If you would like someone to personally pray for you today, go to questvineyard.org slash live and you will see two options to request prayer there. One option is to fill out an online form with your contact information and a prayer team member will call you back. Another is to click on a Zoom link and join an online video chat room where you'll be put in a private chat room with a prayer team member or two who can pray personally for you. If you have a need, if you're sick or you're at high risk or you're unable to get out and, ha and, and about for errands and things like that, please contact us. We have volunteers willing to help. And more and more people are laid off due to business shutdowns recently. So if you run into needing help to make it through this time, help keeping food on the table, electric on, other financial needs, please go to questvineyard.org slash questcare and fill out a request for assistance. Thank you to those who have been given extra quest care these past few weeks. Thank you as well for your continued generosity to quest. You can continue to give your tithes and offerings to quest as part of your worship to God in one of the ways listed on your screen. I'm grateful to serve God's mission in our community with such awesome and generous people. I miss seeing you and your kids each Sunday. I miss high-fiving the kids. Kids, you are awesome. I hope you're enjoying Miss Jessica's children's church videos that she's sending out each week. Although Easter feels different, yeah. not being physically together, we can still be together in one thing that never changes. It's our ability to celebrate the power of Jesus' resurrection. That the grave has been rendered powerless, death has been transformed to life, he is alive, and our hope today is that what we reflect on will make all of our hearts grow stronger and more confident in who Jesus is, that he will be bigger in your life. What do you do when you need to see God as bigger? When I look at the loss and the deaths, especially in the numbers in New York City, it brings me back to some memories of 9-11. I mean, after that tragedy, I needed to do something that connected me to something that was bigger than me. Living on the West Coast, the closest and biggest patriotic thing we could do was get to Mount Rushmore. I needed to do something that in my own small way helped me put my foot down and declare this is my home, my country, and I stand with all those who have given and lost their lives to pray for the fulfillment of God's intent for the U.S. So seeing all the work and sacrifice done to make these massive presidential heads out of stone, it was inspiring although not everyone in our family was quite as impressed as I was. Uh, but we stayed there until night fell, and when the lights shone bright on the faces of these presidents, 
We stood with many others in between a whole line of all of the state flags, and we sang the national anthem and God Bless America. I felt more grounded. And as I felt similar feelings from 9-11 as I watched those COVID numbers going up um, on a daily basis, I searched for a stronger footing in grasping God's bigness in the midst of this huge challenge. So I started to read scriptures on the bigness of God, and I listened to messages on the bigness of God by people like Lou Giglio or Francis Chan and Andy Stanley and some others. Most of my searching landed in seeing the bigness of God as the creator of the universe. And here are some of the points that stood out to Ross and myself. Psalm 33 reads, By the Lord's decree that heavens were made, by a mere word from his mouth, all the stars in the sky were created. He piles up the water of the sea. He puts the oceans in storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all who live in the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into existence. He issued the decree and it stood firm. Now we read that and we go, okay, wow, cool. But let's take a quick look at how vast and awesome and beautiful that scripture really is. God created all that for nothing. He created the heavens and the earth and the entire universe and we cannot see the end of it. How big must God be? I mean, bigger than his creation. He's beyond our imagination, beyond anything we could ever fully perceive. I mean, Mount Rushmore is one thing, but the universe. <laughs> but um, but those, in, those um, universe images reflecting the massiveness and the power of God, it gave me a sense of awe of him, but it also led to me feeling small and insignificant. I, I felt a little bit more disconnected and alone. Because how could we possibly connect with a God on a personal level when he is so big? It felt a little bit like imagining if you were in the middle of a major crisis and you couldn't, you couldn't solve it, yet you could have help from two options, the President of the United States or your mom. So who would you choose? I mean, the President could be a good choice because he has a lot of power, but he doesn't know you personally. And with so many people, how could he care about your specific needs? I mean, you have a mom who knows and loves you like no one else, but she doesn't have the power of the president. However, the Bible tells us that we don't have to make that choice between power or love because God is both big and powerful enough to make a difference in any situation. And he also knows each one of us intimately. He cares deeply and loves us in the midst of whatever we're facing. But do we really know this? One way that, that could deepen our trust is thinking about the bigness of the universe from this perspective that my daughter was talking about this week. If the Earth is the only inhabited planet, it could seem like there's a lot of wasted space out there. But what if the universe has a different purpose other than just to house us? What if it was intended to communicate something to us? Could it be that God created all of this universe for us because we are that valuable to him? To meet God as he really is, we discover he is massive in every way, bigger than any challenge we face, and he truly cares about us in a way that's unique to us in our circumstances. That means we can turn to him and trust him whatever we're going through. But again, do I really know this? Do you know this? So let's explore this point a little bit more um, through space. Luke Iglio reminded me of how way back in 1977, NASA launched the Space Voyagers 1 and 2 to explore the outer planets of Jupiter and Saturn. I remember as a kid, Carl Sagan, the most famous astronomer, astronomer in the world at that time, he named this photo taken four billion miles away by the spacecraft Voyager, the pale blue dot. He told us that this was home and everyone who has ever existed has lived on this tiny moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. As of 2012, Voyager 1 has entered interstellar space, the region beyond these far planets, nearing the sun's surface. What I thought was so cool is NASA made a golden record, a literal golden record with an aluminum covering 
that can last up to a billion years in space. And attached to them is a, is a picture um, with instructions on how to play them if they are ever found by an alien civilization. Um, on the golden record, NASA put greetings in 55 languages, a message from President Carter and the UN Secretary, sounds of Earth like of a whale, a human kiss, and a child's laugh, and an eclectic assortment of music from Bach, Beethoven, and even Chuck Berry singing Johnny Be Good. Interesting choice. I mean, other people thought so too. Do you, some of you might remember Saturday Night Live at the time had a news alert skit with Steve Martin? where he reports the aliens found the golden record and sent back a message, more Chuck Berry. <laughs> um, but so, if we have tried to send out a message to other potential life forms, would God have sent a golden record too? And if God sent a golden record, what do you think it would say? Although I created you and had high hopes for you, I'm just letting you know you've messed up way too many times. I'm frustrated with you. I'm done with you. You're just too un unimportant for me to spend my time on you any longer. Well, absolutely not. The golden record God sent to us is perhaps summarized most succinctly in the classes, classic verse nearly everyone knows, made famous for some by the rainbow man. God's golden record says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God sent Jesus to earth in human skin. And Colossians 1 says, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him. But it's even more personal than that. Philippians 2 says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm -hmm. See, instead of frustration or indifference, the heart of God's message is he's trying to make sure you and I know, I love you so much, I became one of you, and I have done something incredible for you. And God launched his only son out of heaven on a mission to show you his heart for you. The Bible says Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the exact representation of God. Jesus said this about him. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, God. That makes this whole humongous God personal. He's not far off in the distance. He wanted us to know about him, so he sent Jesus. He's bigger than anything we've ever dreamed of. He's bigger than our wildest imagination of him. And he's more intimate and personal to each of us than we could ever fully fathom. I mean, to believe in John 3.16 means more than just believing Jesus lived. Everyone believes Jesus in the Jesus that way. He's a historical figure. What belief means here is to put your trust in him, to put your confidence in him, to don't, don't trust yourself in other things more. Believing in him means you turn toward him and you choose him. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. This life is not just about eternity, but about life coming to you now. You can now start a relationship with God that never ends. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to stop the golden record here. It's important to keep reading the next part of God's message. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. In times like these, we can hear a wrong message. Mm -hmm. But God clearly states he didn't send Jesus to condemn the world, rather that the world would be saved through him. Jesus lived his life showing us how incredibly important each person was. He walked out showing us the depth of God's intimate love that the Bible tells us. Like David expressed this intimate love in a psalm to God. 
For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. We see how earlier David in the same song or psalm um, talks about how God knows every single thing about you. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You are not an accident. You are not simply the product of a union between a man and a woman. God formed you. He created you. And there's never been anyone made exactly like you. And God knows it. God's golden record says to us, I am the universe maker, which makes me big enough to be intimately acquainted with your every circumstance in your life. And he promises that no matter what ever comes our way, no matter how difficult the circumstance, he says, I will carry you and I will be with you. And God created you with a heart to know and to love him. Mm, yeah. The problem is we're determined to do things our way. We've turned our back on God trying to figure things out on our own. That's sin. Sin is when we say, I don't need you, God. I don't want you in this area of my life. I know better than you, so I want to do things my way. Sin makes you spiritually dead. It separates you from relationship, the relationship God created you to have with him. He created you with a longing to know him, and that longing will remain empty and never fully satisfied until it rests in him. It's incredible to think what he did for us and for us to have a relationship with him. The God of the universe took on human skin, Jesus lived and moved on earth, displaying his loving power, the power to heal the sick and raise the dead. He walked on water. He fed 5,000 with a few fishes. He turned water into wine. But even more than that, he had the power to forgive sins. Jesus, our golden record, hung out with the rich and also with the poor. He touched those who no one else would touch. He came to those who others disregarded and gave them dignity. He demonstrated God's power and authority to change things here on earth and declare a new kingdom. And then he died on a cross, the penalty for our sin. His dead body was placed in a tomb, a tomb we now celebrate that is empty. Death has no hold on him, and death has no hold on anyone who puts their faith and trust in him. Yet the story doesn't end there. Mm -hmm. Jesus ascended back into heaven. That had to have been so difficult for the people who had just seen Jesus come back to life again. Please stay, they probably thought. Life is better with you here. But he said, no, I'm going to send my spirit to dwell with you 24-7. And that gives you the supernatural power so that you can become the people God has called you to be and do the things God has called you to do. This is what I was looking for. This is where I get my footing and confidence, a sense of being more grounded in God, more empowered and excited to pray God's heart in the situation. Because God has already conquered death. We, don't, we have our footing. We do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. And this is our city, our community, and our country, and our world. And we know our God is so big and powerful, and we know how personal He is. He tells us to pray His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. God told us also, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. God desires a spiritual awakening in each and every one of us. He wants to extend mercy to every single person. This means that we could be part of a spiritual awakening like we've never seen. And as I think about a spiritual awakening God desires to bring more than ever, I'm reminded of the dream God gave me in Oregon, which I've shared with you before, where I saw Columbus like an excavated strip mine where everything was gray. 
the people were driven by the pace of life, the expectations of success, looking professional, but living dead. Mm -hmm. In the dream, I heard God ask if I wanted to join what he was already doing to bring his color to the city. That was the call of Quest. God invited me to join, a call that has always been at the mm -hmm. heart of this church. See, this is a time for all of us to find hope in God and how his heart is still to bring color to our community. Jeremy and Alexis gave us this picture, and it's one that we use to pray over our city. You may have seen it in Jeremy's home this week, too, as he shared his devotional. This is the image in, of one of color and not grayness, that God's life would be known over every aspect of this, our city. Now, in every generation, we can get weary. The writer of Isaiah expressed it this way. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? The nation of Israel believed in God, but was feeling like God had completely lost sight of them. How often do we feel this way? God, I believe in you. I, I believe you gave your son for us, who died for us on a cross. But what I need to know right now is, do you see me right now in what I'm going through? And Isaiah answers Israel's heart with another question. And it's a question for us, too. It says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, and this word hope is also translated wait, those who hope or stand in the midst of chaos, in the shadow of death, in the hardest places of life, and do not run, but wait on God. He says, I will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God's promise is, I will hold you. Even when you let go of me, I am never, ever letting go of you. So let's pray. First, for those of you who have not yet said, I believe in you, Jesus, and maybe you want to today, or for those of you who are now more aware of the need to commit your entire life to God rather than holding back parts of your life and just dabbling in following God, let's pray. And I want to invite you to pray with me wherever you are, out loud or under your breath. God, I need you. I need you to save me. I need to turn around. My life is going in the wrong direction. My choices are leading to death and not life. I'm acting like I've got it all together, but it's not true. I'm struggling. Today, Lord, I humble myself before you, the one who gave his own son for me. And I say, I need forgiveness. I need a savior. I need your mercy. I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed with me to give your life to Jesus or to truly give your whole life to Jesus, I want you to tell another follower of Jesus that you took that step. And I invite you to email me or one of the staff and tell us so that we can follow up with you and encourage you in following God and celebrate that decision with you. You can message me on Facebook or email me at ross at questvineyard.org. Second, let's all pray yeah. for all that's going on right now. Would you join me? Lord, we pray for a miracle from you, God. We ask for your spirit to show us how we have turned from you. Help us to repent and change our ways. We ask you to forgive us and heal our land, that you, God, would bring color to all of our lives and work through us to bring color to the city. God, we need you. We pray for your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Francis Chan said, There is an epidemic of spiritual amnesia going around, and none of us is immune. No matter how many fascinating details that we learn about God's creation, 
No matter how many pictures we see of his galaxies and no matter how many sunsets we watch, we still forget. You know, I'm not sure why, but maybe it's because of experiences like this. Like, do you remember returning to a place of your childhood that you hadn't seen for a long time? And as a child, I mean, everything seemed so big, right? The school, the trees, and certain people. But now that you're older, you see them again and they become so small. In reality, they haven't changed, but we've grown, right? It brings to mind C.S. Lewis's Prince Caspian, the story where Lucy, who is now older, she once again encounters Aslan, her lion king, her hero and champion. Welcome, child, he said. Aslan, said Lucy, you're bigger. Well, that is because you're older, little one, answered he. Not because you are? I am not, but every year you grow, you will find me bigger. Aslan has not grown, but Lucy has. She now sees Aslan more truly as he is, and he is bigger than she first thought. And Lord, may that be us, that every day and every year, in good times and difficult times, may we continue to realize more fully that, God, you are bigger. And then the more that we know you, the bigger that you become. Because with the creator of all things, there is always a new truth to delve into, another adventure to have with him, an undiscovered facet of his character in which to, to rejoice, no matter what season that we are in. So let me invite you to take a couple actions this week to pick one of the many attributes of God each day and during that day meditate on it at regular intervals, asking God to show you in life around you that very attribute and step out and pray more for the color of God that he wants to bring to your life and to our city. You can go to questvineyard.org slash live to download a short devotional guide with ideas about the different attributes of God to meditate on and ideas to guide and encourage your prayer this week. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon audio. If you're loving Quest Podcast, let us know on Facebook or Twitter by using the hashtag GoToQuest. For more information on Quest, who we are, and what God is doing here, or if you would like to help support Quest financially, please visit us at GoToQuest.org. That's G-O-T-O-Quest.org. Thanks for listening.